What's up, Ego Hackers? Welcome to the C.S. Joseph Podcast. Uh, tonight's episode is going to be a little bit different, as uh, I decided that uh, I needed to have a response to uh, a lot of the comments in uh, the, uh, the YouTube comments, and even some comments elsewhere, Discord, Facebook, etc., in relation to uh, which of the 16 types is best uh, to parent an INTJ. And I had stated earlier that it was the ESTP. My uh, cigar is unraveling. Oh well. My fault for sticking in my pocket without sticking in its tube. That sucks, but well, at least it's not unraveling too much. I'll probably smoke through the unravel soon enough. Then cut it and I'll be good. So, uh, I, I actually have a problem. I have a problem with uh, some of the members of the audience uh, in the comments section. And the reason why is because they're, they're being very logical and be, but without considering like the consequences of the logic that they're presenting. I wish they were a little bit more rational about it because I keep seeing in the comments, uh, especially uh, in pertaining to that video, people making the claim uh, that the actual answer is that an INTJ is better for uh, parenting another INTJ. And I have to say that this is entirely incorrect. It's grossly, it's grossly incorrect. It is egregiously incorrect. Like, what the hell? No, stop spreading this kind of misinformation, folks, because it is absolutely wrong. It's so wrong that, biologically speaking, it almost doesn't happen, especially since our family sizes are so small now in the modern world, postmodern world. In this era that we live in right now, the family size is extremely small people are not replacing themselves so people either having no child or one child within their nuclear families and we all know what my opinion is of the nuclear family I loathe the nuclear family entirely loathe entirely you know from the Grinch who is an ENTP played by Jim Carrey who is an ENTP a UDUF uh, Grinch by the way uh, from the perspective, UDUF, uh, from the perspective of, uh, you know, Octogram. If you want to learn more about Octogram, csjoseph.life forward slash members, go in the Cutting Edge section after you become a Journeyman member, watch the uh, Cutting Edge episode for August 2022. And that's the basic primer on Octogram, which is the uh, Ego Hacker Community variant of Enneagram. So if you want to learn about that, check it out there. But unconscious developed, uh, unconscious focused uh, is uh, the Grinch, basically. Loathe entirely. Yeah, I loathe the nuclear family entirely. But here's the issue. Like, biologically, humanity just, when you have a child, that child is not going to be the same type as their parents, unless the parents have a boatload of other children. Then, then and only then is it possible they could be the same type. But our own biology goes out of its way to make sure that that does not happen. 
because our own biology is aware of the potential psychological damage that could actually happen to a child if a child was born as the same type as one of their parents. Now, granted, the rules can get broken when you bring in human nurture, and then all of a sudden you have a stepmom or a stepfather who is the same type, and that can happen, and that almost always, oh wait, always, it does, it always leads to disaster. Now, I've posited that uh, highest professional compatibility is the ideal for potentially, for one of the parents to be highest professional compatibility uh, for a child. Uh, and, and this actually kind of often comes out in biology. It's usually based on the combinate, like, I don't really know, okay? So I, I have to state that first, but, you know, I've been keeping track of various potential variables, potential vectors with being able to track or anticipate or predict the types of children before they are born. It's a massive undertaking. I've been working on this project and experimenting uh, with it and observing uh, with it. Um, and people are like, how is CSJ experimenting on this? Oh, uh, by having children. I experiment by having my own children. Um, so, and observing, I observe other people's children. But I've noticed that unless a family is huge, like nine plus children, there's not going to be a similar type. Uh, and uh, that would make sense for a lot of reasons. Because if you guys, like, so I'm an ENTP, right? Like, my mother, she's an ISFJ, she's a crusader. My sister, she's an ESFJ, she's a crusader. I'm not allowed to be, you know, as a child, a child typically loves to go into their subconscious and play with their subconscious as a child. Because a child wants to be like their parents. They want to be grown up too, right? That's why. So they're trying to turn their FE, they're, they're pretending that their FE child or, or my FE child or their child function, whichever function it is, their child function is going to become a parent function and they kind of pretend and they play that. That's why, like, for example, little kids like playing house, for example. They're trying to imagine what it's like to be adults. It's the same thing, you know, that, that's usually with little girls, but little boys, you know, play in different ways. But again, children are ultimately emulating adult behavior. And this is, this is how they explore their subconscious. I was never allowed to do that within my nuclear family because my mother took on the role of Envy Crusader. Envy Crusaders are ENTPs and ISFJ. She has ENTP subconscious. She gave birth to an ENTP. She has ISFJ ego. And as a result of that, like, like I mean, that's, that's probably as bad as it gets. I mean, it probably might be worse than your conflict type. But conflict types do give birth to their, or do have children with, uh, you know, do have children who are their conflict type, and as much as uh, polar opposites also have children of their, um, you know, of their polar opposite, also known as their highest camaraderie, that happens. Um, but the same type doesn't happen. Why is that? Because I know from the pain in my own life and the pain in my own family, I wasn't really allowed to be an ENTP. My mother is trying to aspire into her subconscious. She is a unconscious developed, uh, what subconscious focused octogram variant of an ISFJ. So she's trying to be more ENTP as she gets older and as she develops. And she was even doing that when she had me, based on questions that I've asked family members uh, over time who knew her, because she was the baby of the family. So she had a lot of eyeballs on her and who were just aware of her and who were around her within the context of our family, right? Well, 
there's where the rubber meets the road. Because she's taking on those roles of basically my subconscious and my ego within the family, there was no room for my extroverted feeling child. There's no room for me to be myself. So I was not able to actually develop my subconscious and use my childhood as a way to develop my subconscious like most people are able to get in a much healthier home environment, right? So instead, I was basically forced to do unconscious development, especially since my father was also an FE user. And my, both my parents are TIFE users. So, and I was a TIFE user. And then I ended up having to go into my shadow and develop my INTJ shadow because they basically both projected their need for introverted feeling onto me, their child. So my, my dad still to this day treats me like I'm an ENFP. Still to this day. While wishing I was probably more like an INFP, but he projects ENFP onto me so hard. I don't blame him for this. It's not his fault. It's just it's just kind of what naturally happened as a result of nature versus nurture put together uh, within him and like his experience and his upbringing and whatnot. But the thing is, is that it created a very abusive environment for my mind. Again, I'm not blaming my parents for this. I'm not blaming them. I'm just saying this is what happened. So as a result, I couldn't even be myself and I became unconscious developed. And then every time I tried to focus on my subconscious, it would just blow up in my face. So I basically gave up focusing on my subconscious after I was unconscious developed and I decided to just double down with, all right, I'm already familiar with my unconscious development, so I'm just gonna just focus on unconscious and then I'll just get closer to my superego over time, which allows me to develop my extroverted sensing demon, which is another way that I can develop my introverted sensing inferior as a function, okay? So that's that's ultimately what I did and that's what I am doing. I. If I just focus on just developing my introverted sensing inferior, because Effie Child is present and Effie Child is so far behind in its own development, it's it's like it's like that kid that you go to school with, but like he's like several grades behind, even though he's older than you. You know what I'm saying? That's literally my extroverted feeling child. And because it and because it was so underused and so underdeveloped, I have a really hard time turning it into an extroverted feeling parent and then transitioning into my ISFJ side in order for that to work. So, but I still have to obtain happiness somehow, so I have to develop my introverted sensing inferior somehow, so I do it through cognitive orbit by focusing on developing my personal performance through my extroverted sensing demon. This is no different than when you're parenting an adolescent or a teenager. You can't just focus on helping them develop their parent function, which is their sense of personal responsibility. You have to go through their critic function because cognitive orbit critic function is the back door to the parent function to develop their parent. And then their ego won't hate you and then you can have a better relationship with them. You just focus on developing their wisdom and then eventually their personal responsibility will set in naturally. And then you won't have the woes of having a teenager on your hands anymore. That's all you have to do. Just appeal to the critic, you know. Well, the same thing is what I had to do. I had to learn in order for me to develop my introverted sensing uh, inferior, I had to focus on developing my personal performance through my extroverted sensing demon, okay? And then that's how I'm slowly, and it's a lot slower process, but slowly developing my introverted sensing inferior as a result, right? Dang, lost it. So, so based on that, it ends up becoming um, a problem, a, a really big problem, ultimately, and in the long run. So, and this, and this ultimately has contributed to like my unhappiness over time. 
now you're by now you're wondering, okay, yeah, thank you, CSJ, but why is this why is this relevant? Well, it's relevant for a very important reason. If it's really hard for a child, like so, so railgun. Um, let's look at, let me give one more example. So railgun, railgun's an ESTP, but her dad is an ENFJ. Okay, her mother is also an ISFJ. She has the same parents, but they have different octograms than my parents. They have the opposite octograms as my parents, basically. But uh, same egos as my parents. ISFJ and ENFJ. ISFJ mother, ENFJ father, and her dad is her conflict type. And he still took on the role of extroverted Templar within the house. And that really stifled her development as well. But given the fact that her parents divorced, uh, it allowed her a lot of alone time. So she was still able to, de- to develop her subconscious. And that's why she is still a subconscious developed person. Because her dad was always working. She had a lot of free time, a lot of space to be able to do that regardless of his influence. So it kind of worked out for her more so in the end because of that divorce. My parents never divorced. They were together. And, you know, just, just recently, even my mother admitted to putting, you know, the church above me or, you know, or my sister. She admitted that, and I'm very thankful that she did. God bless her. It really took a huge weight off my shoulders to hear it from her. Um, but uh, I'm glad when she takes responsibility. I'm so glad when anyone takes responsibility, you know, instead of just lashing out at me whenever I hold them accountable people that lash out at me when I hold them accountable are like gross to me and I just really don't want to have anything to do with them like at all it's 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 just gross I hate it I really hate it so at the same time I'm just like okay yeah you know she had it pretty hard too but you know she kind of got through it and now she's you know subconsciously developed the thing is though is that like but my mom being like an ISFJ like it really caused me to become this, ex, you know, unconscious developed, unconscious focused ENTP, basically, from a psychological perspective, right, within my own human nurture, my own nurtural development, right. So, based on that, and I, I really, I really love filming at this spot. This is probably my favorite spot in town. I might, I might come here more often. I'm kind of like random around here, but this is pretty dope. Um, I'm actually in front of like a, a coffee shop, my favorite coffee shop in town, actually, where like all the people that all the cool people hang out and like they wear suits and whatnot and i like coming in here wearing a suit just for the hell of it because i like wearing suits what's wrong with that um i just don't like wearing suits while i'm working as much because i don't like getting them dirty so and uh i don't have a reliable dry cleaner right now also dry cleaning i have a hard time believing in dry cleaning because dry cleaning is ultimately very toxic at the same time so i gotta find a, a different solution perhaps Anyway, I don't know why I said that. So, anyway, based on this foundation, the foundation is, like, with, with me being unconscious developed, unconscious focused, and, you know, being prone to, you know, the bouts of depression, the pain of life that comes with being an unconscious developed, unconscious focused person, right? I mean, just earlier today, I was accused of being a narcissist. I was accused of being, um, you know, having a victim mindset, you know, and... This person that was telling me this is, you know, someone who's, you know, very depressed and, uh, you know, and, I, and, and I'm depressed too. And, like, you know, they have a history of cutting themselves and really, like, you know, suicide attempts, those kinds of things, you know. And, and then they started comparing themselves to me, called me narcissist. That, like, it was, it was a really egregious situation. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's just have a conversation here and have, have a little comparison here. Okay, so, you know, you're this person who's like, oh, woe was me. So then you put yourself in danger, you cut yourself, you, you, you get suicidal, you have all these things happen to you. 
And yeah, I know it sucks for you. Yeah, you have a lot of depression. Your life is rough. I get it. I get it. But then you have me where I'm like, yes, oh, woe is me. But the difference is that I actually get shit done because I'm trying to work hard every day to change it. That's the difference between me and this person, right? That's the difference, okay? So like, you do you have people while they do struggle with depression, they're constantly, they, they can often constantly work hard to change it. Um, there's a guy in our community, his name's Lane. He uh, used to be a mod on the Discord. Fantastic fellow, he's an ESTJ, but he, he basically said, you know, like if you're a subconscious developed person compared to subconscious developed, subconscious focused person, which is SDSF, like, like Logan Paul is an example of an ENTP who is that way. And I'm like the polar opposite of Logan Paul. Andrew Tate is also um, unconscious developed, unconscious focused like me, okay? And I guess that's why a lot of people compare me to him all the time because we're very, 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 very similar in that regard. Even though, like, he'd likely just claim that I'm just another dork, but that's fine, I don't care. He can call me a dork all he wants. Uh, we, have a, we have a different background, different life story, so, you know, it is what it is. I ain't giving up regardless of anyone thinking I'm a dork or not. I don't give up, period. You know, uh, but at the end of the day, like, you know, regardless, like, just because I'm UDUF does not mean that, like, I'm not getting it done, that I'm not putting in the effort. I'm still moving forward, regardless of how unhappy I am in life, regardless of, of um, you know, because I'm chasing happiness, basically. It's, it is literally a pursuit of happiness. And the one thing that makes me angry is when someone inhibits me on my pursuit of happiness. And I won't tolerate that. I, I will never tolerate someone getting in the way of my pursuit of happiness. Like, nobody. Nobody. I, I don't care who it is. Like, they can't be in my life if they're going to get in the way of that. So, so it's not to say that, like, yeah, UDUF people, they, they're, yeah, sure, they're perpetually, uh, they're perpetually depressed. They're, they're very upset. They're very unhappy in life. But they're also perpetually wise. They're much wiser than everybody else. Um, so what they trade, so they get a trade off. Like they have this huge benefit of gaining a lot more wisdom because they have a, lot, a higher amount of suffering in their life. And yeah, you know, they 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 could be like, yeah, oh, woe is me, but they're still able to use their wisdom to get up in the morning and actually get things done. And it's kind of like King Solomon praying to God for wisdom, you know. And then you could just imagine God going to Solomon, and being like, are you sure? Are you sure you want wisdom? Because if I give you wisdom, you're gonna have to suffer a lot. You see what I'm saying? And he did suffer a lot. Uh, one of his greatest points of suffering was Song of Solomon chapter 5 or 6 when his, uh, when his first love, his one-itis, his, uh, his soulmate uh, betrayed him, basically. And that's a very sad story. And she was, a, she was an ESTP, an Egyptian princess, that he risked everything to marry her, basically, going against his entire nation, basically, because his nation, you know, in those days were very racist uh, towards um, Egyptian folk. And he married, you know, outside of his race, and uh, people got really upset. It's kind of interesting because, you know, the two marriages in my life, I married, um, I married someone outside of my race. Um, it's just, it's just very normal for ENTPs to do. And he's an ENTP, so it makes sense. So like, so that happened, you know, that, 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 that's, that, that happened. And, but the difference is, is that he still keeps going. He, he gets that done. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like blaming my parents. So but let's, let's bring it back to the main point here. Now that we have this little foundation, this 19-minute foundation laid in uh, here, let's actually get to the point. If, if you could see just how bad it is, you know, for a person to be born to someone who is your polar opposite, highest camaraderie, basically, while also lacking that same support from your father, for example, you're not going to really turn out so well. You're not going to be a happy person. You're just not. Biologically, 
if you're like an INTJ and you have an INTJ, you're, you're, you're not going to let them be an ESFP. You're not going to let them be an INTJ. You're not going to let your child be a Wayfarer because we naturally just, that's just naturally how humans are. And biology is aware of this and prevents this from happening unless there's more children present, thus a lot more psyches. Because if you have a lot of children, think about it. If you have like 12 children, the oldest is actually going to start taking care of the children and the parents are just going to keep popping up babies and then making their children take care of the other children. You see what I'm saying? It's like those parental roles end up passing towards those children, the older children. That's natural. It happens all the time, especially in nuclear families, especially like older nuclear families. But like, so it's fine when you have children, you know, but, but, you know, and after a while that, that you may have someone of the same type pop up, that's because they have a different support structure from their older siblings and it's not necessarily their parents. But when the support structure is just your parents, our biology is actually aware of this. It's aware of, you know, there's not enough psyches and this could actually harm the psychological development of this child, okay? Isn't epigenetics great? Isn't genetics great? Like, our biology is aware of psyche and how our psyches, you know, we're evolved enough that our, that our, that our bodies are aware of what our psyches need to actually grow and mature into adults, right? Because it would be an absolute disaster to have a child born to a person if they were like the firstborn or secondborn or even a thirdborn or whatever and be the same type as a parent. It would be an absolute disaster. And it just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. So not only am I saying is it's an extremely bad idea because that, that child would be completely and totally messed up by having a parent of the same type, but it also doesn't happen. And our biology is aware of this and prevents that from happening. So all you people who are talking about this in the YouTube comments, y'all are flat wrong. You all don't know what you're talking about. Yes, I did a video on the ultimate study technique where you can learn the most from people who are your own type. But in the parental role, no. No. Because children orbit their parents. Children ultimately, no matter how abusive their parents are, children sometimes at the end of the day, deep down, whether or not they're conscious of it or not, are still ultimately trying to make their parents proud, or at least their dad's proud. You see what I'm saying? So, like, biology is aware of this and prevents this outcome from happening because it doesn't want children to be entirely so psychologically messed up that it, they could end up becoming a problem. Because, again, our biology is the continue. Its primary directive is to its prime directive is to make sure that the race continues on, and our race will not have any longevity if that would happen, right? This is, this is all, this is additional proof, in my opinion, uh, that intelligent design is a thing and uh, macroevolution is false. I, I think microevolution is true, but I maintain that uh, macroevolution is false and intelligent design is, is true, um, ultimately. I know a lot of you cringe every time I say that, but I honestly don't care. Like, the, there's so much evidence to the contrary and you just have to look for it. And believe me, I gave evolution as Dan Court. I had to, because I was being rebellious towards my father, who is a major uh, creationist. And as much as I tried to disprove it, I couldn't. I tried. I, I tried. And I failed. So. Failed miserably. So anyway, folks, that's, that's the entire point I'm trying to make with this. Like, stop, stop claiming that types of the same type are ideal for like the parenting role no no it's not it's 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 a failure it's not true it's it's not our biology prevents it so how could it be true if even our biology is preventing it 
okay? So seriously, I want you guys to think about this, you know, and go out there. If you actually really know how to type people and you're not like wrong, if you actually know how to do it, then sure. You know, go, go, go see, go, go verify what I'm saying and you'll see that I'm correct. I got, I got so many years of observation, you know, to back this up. Like it, it's a thing. So anyway, thanks for watching folks and thanks for listening and I'll see you guys in the next episode.